0: You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. For hundreds of ideas, free experiments and more, go to
1: physicseducation.com.au. And now, here's your host, Ben Newsom. Yes, welcome again to another Physics Ed Podcast. Big week this week, like always, but this time we're doing something a little bit different. We are going back in time. Yes, back in time to 2018, where the Innovation Games were held at the Sydney Olympic Park area in the district there where mike bartlett and the education team pulled together this awesome festival during national science week for the innovation games where they had a whole bunch of researchers and stem organizations and students even showing about how science technology engineering and mathematics can be applied and used in the real world so a whole bunch of schools from all variety areas around the sydney basin came into sydney olympic park to hear about these projects and more importantly participate in a variety of different talks and workshops and hands-on science activities all in the name of understanding how innovation can fit in multitude of industries it was really quite fun now what that means is that all through this particular episode you'll hear me just jumping from marquee to marquee to marquee chatting with people about what was going on in their well you know their marquee and what the kids were getting to do and what drives them to be there at the innovation games now it Those people who were there, you might remember it was incredibly windy. In fact, so much so, we actually had to cancel the afternoon. The mid-afternoon, we had this huge windstorm came through. It was kind of crazy. It was very, very blowy. And it's kind of a bit short. But that means we kind of didn't get through all the different things that happened through the event. But we still go through a lot of different providers and it's quite interesting. Everyone from you know, people from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory talking in, like literally beaming in from America. They have a chat with the students through to you know, all sorts of robotics and environmental sustainability projects. All this sort of stuff was happening and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I certainly enjoyed walking around checking out all the different exhibits. So without further ado, let's go into these uh, tracks. They are a little bit noisy at times because of the wind, but they are worth your time. I hope you enjoy this.
0: This is the Physics Ed Podcast. We're all about science, ed tech, and more. To see 100 fun free experiments you can do with your class, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F I Z Z I C S. And click 100 free experiments.
1: We're here at the Innovation Games, and I love this tent. Last year it went off, and I can tell you, this year it's 100% going off. We've got someone from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory talking now, and Jackie, who is it? It's Paulo Juntz. He's on the Mars
2: 2020 rover mission, um, and he's he created a hermetically sealed container that's... Um, 3D printed in titanium and what they're going to do is they're going to make 31 core samples from Mars, put them in an orb, launch them up in an orbit around Mars and then go get a spacecraft to grab them and bring them back to Earth. So it's really cool to know these guys, they've been really awesome we brought them out to Sydney a couple of weeks back and we had over a thousand students um, have a chat with Paolo in, in three days so Paolo and another guy, Todd Barber they are a part of the Mars 2020 rover mission.
1: Now, we actually haven't said what One Giant Leap does, and that's very much what Jackie does. Jackie, tell me more a bit about what One Giant is doing around it now
2: and into the future? Oh, One Giant Leap provides um, life-changing opportunities for teachers and students around Australia. We help get grants. We've helped 11 schools get $220,000 in grants. Um, we're taking 122 people to space camp in October and we're also running flight simulators today. We do drone education and we also run another program called Destination Imagination. That's about to launch into 50 primary schools in Western Sydney alone and and it's, brought, it's really reaching out now across the whole country.
1: And you really are putting on some wicked events. I mean, right now you've got Paula from JPL talking, like, literally now to a whole bunch of people surrounding that TV, but also around this area you have other things happening. Tell us a bit more what's going on here. Well, we've got a whole pile
2: of people talking to Paula, and they're all different age groups. Like, the kids are quite young, five and six, asking him questions. Um, and then in the background we've got six flight simulators with um, drones and aeroplanes and helicopters, so the kids can actually change whatever aircraft they're using. It's a high quality simulator that we like to use. We're also talking about CASA regulations and the appropriate use of drones in, in and outside of the classroom and in our community. We've also got um, a space camp display so people can come and talk to us. We, we're the only company that takes um, people to space camp age 10 and over so we like to take parents as well as kids and teachers so it's, um, it's a lot of
1: fun. Let's be honest, you never stop learning. And actually, if you want to know more about Space Camp, a few podcast episodes ago, we did speak with Emily Rosank, who is a Space Camp ambassador and not an adult. She is very much a high school student. I mean, how's Emily going along these days?
2: Oh, Emily's awesome. She's the best student ambassador you could ever have in your life. Um, She's now become good friends with Greg Chamitoff, former NASA astronaut, and also Warwick Holmes from the European Space Agency, both of them out of Sydney Uni. Um, So they've kind of adopted Emily. Emily's going ahead in leaps and bounds Um, it's funny now because with Emily used to be this shy kind of quiet student coming third and fourth now coming top in physics um, engineering doing a whole lot of stuff so Em today couldn't make it but she'll be with us tomorrow um, and we're having a lot of fun
3: yeah and
1: 100% she's with us in spirit well thank you very much for putting on this awesome marquee and I know you want to hear from Paulo he's still talking right now brilliant showcase of exactly what can happen in space yeah, it's
2: awesome. Thanks, Ben, and thanks to um, Sydney Olympic Park. Um, we have a great time at the Innovation Games, and we love being here. So it's just excellent.
1: So here at the Innovation Games, and there's been a bunch of stuff going on. I must say, John, the Giants show uh, certainly attracted a few
4: people. We did. We've been that busy. I uh, haven't had time to scratch myself, really. We set up at about 10.30, and we're still going strong.
1: Absolutely. Now, if you haven't had a chance to pop down, what you would have seen would have been a whole bunch of kids running through Well, a couple of even laser gates, I believe. What's that all about?
4: Well, we want to get a a really accurate time of how fast a kid can run 20 metres in. It comes back to the draft camp, and anything under three seconds is a pretty decent time, and we look at a, a myriad of tests, but speed is one of our key ones. So it's good to introduce kids to that, and here today I've given out a couple of forms to follow up on a few of the kids that we've tested.
1: Brilliant. I mean, that's the thing. Like Science and innovation isn't just in the lab. I mean, it's out there in the real world, and the DWS giants 100% do that for sure.
4: Yeah, well, one of the things with science, I mean, we've got such great technology now. We get all this information. That's part of the, the issue. In fact, the bigger part is when you get the data, what are you going to do with it? So today, I think that's a good example of where we've tested kids. I can see straight away this, this boy, this girl has got some talent. We'll follow them up, and who knows? They may be playing AFL at the highest level years to come.
1: And that's the thing, like, I mean, it isn't just about what's going out in the field. There is a bucket load of data when it comes to nutrition and how the exercise has been going. And actually, I guess you could over-exercise a seriously elite athlete when it comes down to it.
4: Oh, definitely. In fact, that's one of the big problems. I mean, at the Giants at the moment, we do have a number of injuries, and a lot of that comes down to load, and you don't always get it right. It's uh, about that that balance, and when you're going at elite performance, the balance is even harder to get. But when you've got young kids like we've been working with today, very important, and give them as much recovery as you possibly can. Absolutely, and the Giants
1: has had a lot going on with a lot of people really enjoying the footy mass, the sports and nutrition. And, uh, the, and to be honest, one of the things that's been going off the best is simply just the agility test to see how quick these kids can react.
4: Oh, yeah. No, well, agility is the key thing. If we can, And people think that because you're fast, that means you're, you're agile. Well, the fastest man in the world landed in Australia today. He was here this morning, Usain Bolt, on his way up to Newcastle to play that other game. And uh, so... He's the fastest man in the world. You know, the average stride length from Usain Bolt is around about three metres. That's a long way. Measure that out and have a look at how big three metres is one stride. He's not the most agile. So in football, yes, we've got to have them fast, but agility is a key ingredient too. And people often neglect to train agility in young kids, and they love doing it. It's just play training.
1: Now, one of the best things about the innovation games, the heads on smack bang just before one of the biggest games in the calendar for you guys. What's going on this afternoon?
4: Well, the Giants are warming up virtually as we speak, getting ready for a big game against our crosstown rivals, the Sydney Swans. Um, look, it is a big game and it's grown into a genuine rivalry. I think when we, or no, when we first started, we were a bit of a joke for the, for the Swans and seen as two wins. Well, they don't pencil the wins in now and I don't think they should pencil the win in today either.
1: And the local derby is always a good thing for all the people coming down here. I mean, it is a local event, and that's what the Innovation Games is. It is a local science event. And, look, thanks very much for bringing down the Giants down here, and I know the public's had a ball.
4: Oh, no, I think uh, for the Giants it's very important for us to become part of the community. We've been here now for more than six years, and uh, it's not just Western Sydney. It's all of uh, Western New South Wales, and, of course, Canberra is a very important part of our whole program. And we're working to engage those communities, not just about football, but in all things that are important to grow a stronger, healthier Australia. Absolutely so. I mean, the Giants have been
1: running a program called Know Your Code in Western Sydney, as well as the Giants down in Canberra have been doing three shows out to all the various schools across the ACT, and they're having a blast. So it's, you know, hats off to you guys.
4: It's 100% about community engagement, and we love your work. Oh, thanks very much. No, we'll stay tuned. There's a lot more to come.
3: Go the Giants! Giants!
1: Tell you what, this is a really easy introduction. Hi, hi Ben. I'm Ben. Hi, Ben. How are you? you nice. Good, thanks, mate. Now, what's with this Hello Nimbo thing? This is very cool.
5: Well, Hello Nimbo is very cool. In fact, it's a security robot. Um, it uses artificial intelligence and it patrols autonomously. And what it actually does, it's, allow, it's able to use its uh, front and rear high-definition cameras to pick up on different objects, different things, what people are doing, and then report on that to uh, your security presence.
1: So what we're looking at here, I know this is the audio, you audio know, thing, but... I'm seeing here a couple of, always what look like Segways, but uh, much smaller, very compact, but very, very cool.
5: You're absolutely right. So this is built on a Segway base, so it's built on proven technology, and all of the artificial intelligence is done by a group called Turing Video from Silicon Valley.
1: So that's the thing, when it comes down to innovation, it's often about the intersection between two different ideas to produce something unusual and very cool. Just Even just something that's kind of cool at the top, is that how Gyros got to help
5: stabilize it? So at the top is a LiDAR system. Now, the LiDAR system is what allows the machine to map an area. So that'll create a map of an area, and, and, and it'll help with the obstacle avoidance for the robot. So how long has uh, Hello Nimbo been around? We've only been here for a few months. Um, the robots itself uh, from Turing have been yeah, around for quite some time now. Uh, but, yeah, in Australia, we've, we've, we're the exclusive distributor, and we've been here for a couple of months. Very interesting. I must say, the kids having a ball driving, I guess, with the app that you've developed. They love it. The kids are loving driving it. I'm loving riding it. And if you want, if you want me to ride it and demonstrate for you, I'll be happy to. <laughs> uh, absolutely.
1: You know, why not? Look, well, thank you very much for popping down to the Innovation Games. I know you're creating quite a bit of interest. And a lot of people sort of you know, rubbernecking as they walk past trying to work out
5: what is that all about? <laughs> yes, it's a very friendly robot. So come down and say good day and uh, have a ride.
1: So here at the Innovation Games, and it wouldn't be the Innovation Games without the Australian Museum, which has a lot of fun down here.
6: What's been going on here? We've been really, really busy say, We've got some of our Aboriginal collections from the Australian Museum out to show people. We've been talking about Indigenous science. And we've also got our Frog ID program that we're promoting at the moment as well.
1: Oh, the Frog ID thing is a big hit with the app for citizen science, absolutely. And we've got a huge windstorm just totally blowing away. The, hence the squeals just for a little while, but just settled down a little bit. Now, one of the things about innovation and um, when it comes to what's happening around in the world, people don't realise that innovation is going on for thousands and thousands of years, right?
6: Yeah, well, Aboriginal people have obviously been innovating for over 65,000 years. We are the oldest continuous living culture in the world. So a lot of our tools and our technologies were actually created from the natural environment and meant to sustain us throughout those times.
1: One of the things that I really love about uh, Indigenous cultures, about that their, their links to the environment is, is not really just a little bit. We're talking about knowing that when certain flowers are blooming, they know about certain migrations, you know, all sorts of things. I'd love to know the depth of knowledge that the locals do.
6: Yeah, definitely. So the Durawell people have some really good knowledge about their seasonal calendars. And they know, for example, when you see the Sydney golden wattle flower, which is flowering at the moment, a bit earlier than usual, which is maybe due to climate change. But when they see that flower, they actually know that the mullet are migrating up the coast and it's a good time to go fishing for the mullet.
1: Absolutely. And then especially also the... Um, just knowledge about local medicines as well. I mean, it's, and the thing is, to be honest, a lot of the universities are only just catching up now with what the people have known for thousands of years in this area.
6: Yeah, and I think that's also got a lot to do with universities not working with the Aboriginal communities and that knowledge not being shared amongst different um, organisations.
1: Absolutely. Now, what I do know is that uh, Macquarie University, through the National Indigenous Science Education Program, is actually helping to break those barriers. But there's a lot more work to be done, let's be honest. And um, all on these tables here, what are we actually looking at?
6: Um, so we've got a lot of our cultural objects, so we've got the returning boomerang, the hunting boomerang, also the woomera, which we're talking about the ingenuity of these technologies, so the science behind them, the physics principles, but then we can also talk about things like middens, how they were used for um, sustainability practices, but also for medicine purposes as well.
1: Absolutely. Now the thing is, what I love about the Australian Museum is that you really have a plethora of stuff to do and just behind you is a big thing about Frog ID, which it's citizen science at its best, I must say.
6: Let's just, What's that all about? Well, we're actually trying to promote everyday people to get involved in science and everyone might have a frog in their backyard or might know of a local pond or an area where they can go for a walk and hear those frogs and we're encouraging people to actually record the sounds of the frogs and then send them in, load them up onto our database, and we're trying to identify new species.
1: It's brilliant. And so if you're anywhere in Australia, seriously, just jump on Uh, FrogIDAUS frogIDAUS, and go into your favourite spot where you happen to download your apps. You will find it. And it's kind of a lot of fun, and I believe you've had thousands of submissions
6: tens of thousands of submissions I feel sorry for the people actually have to listen to all the calls but um, we've actually had some new species that have been discovered so it is worthwhile getting out there and we're finding out so much more information or from the public which is really great
1: all right so we're down here at the Sydney Olympic Park doing a lot of stuff the innovation games and I'm with Viv Viv, what are you doing here
7: Um, I'm an ecologist working on site at Sydney Olympic Park um, and I am just showing the public here today, we have 430 hectares of parklands, and of that, 250 hectares of key habitat area. So we're just looking at the different types of habitat and all the different animals and plants you're going to find in there.
1: And that's the thing, like City Olympic Park, I mean, a lot of people think as an urban environment, there's not that much actually happening from an ecology point of view. I'm guessing that your job is to set them right.
7: Absolutely. We get quite a lot of animals and plant, uh, animals um, during our monitoring programs out in the parklands and obviously key habitat, but what a lot of people are not aware of is we get quite a few of them in the town centre precinct itself. So today we're going through all the different species that you'll find in here.
1: So what sort of species would you find around this area?
7: We'll get quite a lot of amphibians, so lots of different frogs. We've even had our green and golden uh, bell frog, our endangered frog, right here in the town precinct. Uh, We also have plenty of reptiles, so lots of lizards hanging about. Um, As well as that, the bird life is just insane.
1: It is insane. Actually, also, you have an adjacent precinct at the Newington Armoury, and I'm pretty sure there's a sea eagle there off the top of my head.
7: Oh, yes, there's a breeding pair of sea eagles that have a nest there, and currently there are two little eaglets in that nest. And if you want to tune in um, via our website, you can find something called Eagle Cam. So BirdLife Australia set it up and it constantly streams uh, these two little eaglets and shows you the journey that they have in growing at the early stages. So they jump
1: on their favourite search engine, they type in Eagle Cam Sydney Olympic Park, they'll find that one, yeah?
7: Yes, yes they will.
1: That's awesome. So the kids here are having a bit of fun trying to work out stuff with their um, silhouettes up in the trees. What's that all about?
7: Well, we're giving them binoculars and we're trying to train them up on how to spot wildlife in the town centre. So we've got quite a few birds there. We've also got a possum and a lizard um, and even our little red rump parrots.
1: And one of the things I really love is that you do have this water tub that looks exactly like a little freshwater ecology sort of situation. (laughs) What are these kids getting to do?
7: So we're making frog habitat with this little frog pond here, so we've got our rocks, our vegetation, and um, we're looking at water being shallow and nice and warm for the frogs, um, and just what the frogs need. And
1: let's be honest, it's a kid magnet, and they just love it.
7: They do. They really do. Well,
1: thanks very much, Viv. Thanks for coming down for the Innovation Games. This is just crowd is just building as we move towards this major double header of football games happening either side of us. But there's a lot of science happening in the meantime. Thanks very much for coming along.
7: No worries at all. Thank you.
1: All right, we're down here at the Innovation Games, and one of the things I really love about this is this particular group here, Youth Services Australia. Who we got here? Uh, we've got Jason, we've got Dovan,
8: we have Stephen, Sean, and Merle. Uh, these guys are kind of your everyday guys. Dovan and myself are both science graduates. I'm actually going to be a science teacher. And uh, Merley's at School for Design, so is Stephen. Uh, Sean is actually a designer as well. Um, but we come down on the weekends. We'll be at the skate parks. We'll be around BMX tracks making the most of this. Uh, we've just wrapped up the quarter pipe demo, the big ramp here behind us. Um, but we do have pump track going on right now, which is uh, basically
1: a number of ramps. And you guys can all come over and give it a try. What's really cool about this is that you are a science teacher in training. And putting some science and forces into some of the stuff in the quarter pipe was a lot of fun up on stage. I mean, what sort of tricks that the kids were doing, the guys were doing?
8: We saw tail whips, we saw tabletops. A tail whip is a 360 degree rotation of the back end of the bike. Uh, it's one of the more popular tricks and it's also uh, one of the most advanced ones as well. Um, we, see, we see the guys manipulate their bikes and use the laws of physics to their advantage to try and gain as much speed as possible and get as high above the ramp as they can.
1: So although this really comes down to understanding what inertia is about
8: because if you get inertia wrong, you will soon learn <laughs> about it absolutely i mean best case scenario with the with the wrong sort of pump resulting in the poor inertia you're gonna you're gonna be going slow worst case you're gonna be on the flat bottom and uh, feeling a little worse for wear what i love about this this is
1: really science in its true public form it's not in the classroom it's just outright with stuff that kids use every single day i mean out of all these activities what's the most fun thing that kids will enjoy
8: I think the best feature, and probably the most fun, is actually the ramp that we've got that generates a bit of electricity. Uh, over uh, just in the in the pump track, we've got a uh, a ramp that flexes. As it flexes, it uh, moves a series of pulleys, and it powers a light. As the light charges, it will actually uh, change color, so you can see the uh, science in action, the physics in action, generating electricity. And um, yeah, I think that
1: that amongst just riding around on the ramps is going to be a good time. Love a kinetic energy into electrical energy. That would be the electromagnetic induction, I believe, on the top of my head, moving a copper coil wire near a magnet. If you move enough time, you get electrical energy, which is fantastic. And let's be honest, irrespective of that, the kids are just having a ball. That's it. This is the kind of uh, the science education
8: that is, the, in, a, in some ways, the most effective. Kids don't know they're learning, but uh, they're having a good time, and they might come away with a couple of science concepts. I've often thought of that as science by stealth. <laughs> That's a good way to put it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, love your work, and uh, look, enjoy your time out on the track, and uh, hopefully we'll get out there soon too. Thank you very much. All right, so we're here with Tom here at the Innovation Games, and having a blast, and you're about to get on stage. What is your plan
0: up on stage for Uni Sydney? It's a simple equation, Ben. It's science plus music equals win. That's basically it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find some sounds that we use in science and research and in learning and teaching and in experiments and put those together to make a song. Now, I'm not going to promise it's going to be a good song. I'm better at science than I am at music, but still, we'll put all these sounds together to make a bit of a song, which is just
1: ordered noise, in a way. Got it. So uh, I just listening to the music in the background going, I'm not sure we'll have that. That's just the way it's going to be. It's, it's just the way it's going to be. <laughs>
0: got, got it. So what sort of equipment are you going to be doing with this? So I've got, um, I'll get a sound from a pulsar, right, which is a neutron star, which is just a huge star that's collapsed. It's about the same size as the setup you have here at Sydney Olympic Park. You know, a little bit bigger, maybe a couple of city blocks, right? In, uh, crushed into that, you've got about 10 to 15 times the mass of a sun. And this thing spins quick and every time it spins it sends a little blip past the earth and we hear that as a little radio blip right and these are some of the most um, precise timing devices we have in in the universe and we use them as like beats right so a metronome so that's part one part two we'll get an experiment that we use in one of our uh, teaching labs at Sydney Uni which is basically to create noise in order to subtract noise from our experiment data and that's that's interesting right you'll be able to hear this is where they get inspiration from some of those um, uh, electronic dance music things it sounds pretty crazy uh i've also got a theremin which is a hugely annoying instrument that i can't play so i'll get someone else who's never seen one before to give that a go put all these things together plus a bit of a dance it should
1: be fine and the best bit about this people often don't realize is what how much science is in music in fact i'm pretty sure the beach boys off the top of my head might have used a theremin i'm not sure if that's the case but uh this is some really cool stuff that you're doing bringing pulsars into science and music that's awesome yeah, it's,
0: it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny concept, but yeah, getting sounds that we use inside, so we actually use pulsars as timing devices, and it's the perfect metronome, like I said. And then you can get uh, essentially a very old radio technology, which is the theremin, like you said, and Beach Boys did use one, I think, all those sci-fi, Doctor Who as well, yeah. all of those, um, putting that really simple radio technology into a song. Now, that's not unique, people have done that before, but I'm just going to try and help uh, us under, understand where that's come from as well
1: fantastic i know people are gonna have a blast and to be honest it's gonna be real eye-opening with what you're doing and to be honest that feels exactly what the innovation games is all about and in your case putting pulsars into music <laughs> pulsars into music yeah plus plus the dance i love
0: the dance it's right at the end we're just gonna do a bit of a math slash science dance it's uh everyone
1: gets involved it's a lot of fun it's good stuff really looking forward tom have a great afternoon thank you so we're down here at the innovation games and we just had a wicked show just presented uh, hi how you have a bit of fun there
3: yeah, that was excellent. Uh, the amount of crowd that came out was awesome, and they all loved it. So, uh, t- so just tell us, just what were you showing the kids? Uh, so, I showed them a guana, or also known as a lace monitor, uh, freshwater crocodile, and a water python. Now, Australian Wildlife displays does a bucket load of stuff through National Science Week at the
1: Sydney Science Festival. There's a lot of stuff going on, and last year here at the Innovation Games as well, I imagine you're expecting a bit of a crowd coming.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty sure was, I, I was here last year, and there was a very large crowd. Uh, in front of me so I'm looking forward to having that again it was really, really fun. Awesome so uh, when the kids come down to your marquee which they are on their way now after having done your show what are they going to get to play with? Uh, so i got a bunch of animals uh, frog, possum, lizards, the snake, the goanna and uh, the crocodile you saw but also got a 20 frog mouth which is also a good one to see I love that one. True, and now the twenty frogmouth is often confused as an owl. How do you deal with that with kids? Uh, I just say it's not now, <laughs> and then explain the the key differences, like flat face on an owl, pointy face on the twenty frogmouth, stuff like that. It's they get it once I tell them, but usually adults are get it confused actually. True. Now, but by the way, now these things are native fauna that come around in the Sydney Basin. I mean, so we're in Sydney Olympic Park. What sort of animals would you tend to expect around this district? Uh, definitely lots of bird life because there are there are a few trees. Uh, ground critters. Uh, here and there, because there's lots of concrete and footpaths, like so there's lots of lizards still, a few snakes here and there, but definitely a lot of bird life around in this area. Awesome. We'll have a fantastic time here at the Innovation Games. I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much.
9: I'm going to introduce you now to Kate from the NMA, who is going to talk all about awesome uh, science of road safety. Uh, she has giveaways for volunteers, and at the end, we have a lot of giveaways. So yes thank you. you. Hello everybody, I'm Kate, I am from the NMA, and today I have brought along some of my favourite science road safety demonstrations. Uh, I am going to need some volunteers though, so please if you can't hear me, come on over. I'm going to start, given we're talking about things on the road, we might start with something that moves. That makes perfect sense to me. What do you reckon? Does it make sense to you? Start with something that moves. Alright, if I spin this wheel this way, which way is it going to go if I put it on the floor? Anybody? Anyway? So if I spin it that way, it's going to go that way? Spin it this way. It's going to go. I've got lots of people telling me different things. So we test it. So if I spin my wheel one way, it goes the other way across the stage. So if, it, if we test it again, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, we spin it this way. Which way is it going to go, friends? Everybody point. Correct answer. It is going to go across the stage to, the, to my left, your right. Which is great. It's great. But uh, it's not a very interesting vehicle. I think, we should, I think we should go bigger. Bigger vehicle? What do we think? Bigger? Better? Okay. Uh, I brought along my favourite vehicle with me today, but I, I kind of can't drive it by myself. Um, I'm going to need someone to help me. This person's got to be very good at sitting still. Mm, you did put your hand up very, very quickly. Would you like to come up and help me? All right, friend. Come on up. Up, 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 up. Oh, I was thinking the gentleman oh, right. behind you, maybe you can help me with the next your one. Media ring today, the you want to come and help? You can help me with the next one, friend.
7: All right, what's your name, my friend? Science, the
9: All right, Josh, uh, you're good at sitting, sports, yes? Which is my weekend. Have you ever ridden oh! on a hovercraft Literally everywhere. Before? No, would you like to? Yeah, yeah? okay. So what I'm going to get you to do, Josh, is I'm going to get you to sit down with your back against here, with your legs crossed, facing across my stage. All right, Josh, um... I should give you a big push, make you go flying across the stage into all my equipment. Sound good? Make you go flying? All right, let's do it. All right, you ready, Josh? Three, two, one, push! Guys, guys, he's not going anywhere. Josh, Josh, are you going anywhere? No. Oh, uh, Josh, why aren't you going anywhere? Because you're too heavy. Oh, I don't think it's got anything to do with your weight. Because, I mean, I've, I've seen people as big as me on this hovercraft, so that can't be right. Anyone got any ideas why Josh isn't going anywhere? Yes, my friend. He needs wheels to roll. Oh, so there's something missing on my hovercraft. Now, a hovercraft doesn't have wheels. Does anyone know what a hovercraft <laughs> does have? Yes. It floats on air. Okay. That, that air actually decreases friction. Has anyone heard of friction before? So if everyone puts their hands like this. You too, Josh. And rubs them backwards and forwards as fast as you can. Fast, faster, faster, fast as you can. Come on. And put your hands on your face. Can you feel the warmth on your hands? That warmth is the heat from friction. So we want less friction so you go flying around the stage. Uh, I did bring something that pumps out a lot of air. Um, what do you reckon, Josh? Pump out a lot of air? Going to help you float up, float, move your hovercraft around? It is very noisy, though, so I'm going to give you these. Take your ears. a bit of safety here this morning, or this afternoon. So, all right. Josh, are you ready to ride on your first ever hovercraft? Yeah? Audience, are you ready to watch Josh ride around on a hovercraft? All right, Josh. Three, two, one. And back we go. And across the front. How much fun was that, Josh, on a scale of 1 to 10? Like a 10? Excellent. All right, can everyone give Josh a big round of applause? And Josh, I'm going to give you a present for being an excellent volunteer.
2: This is the Physics Ed podcast.
1: So not just long after that, we did have a big windstorm just come right through Sydney Olympic Park, which pretty much had to shut off the day. Uh, (laughs) i tell you what, it was pretty blowing. However, we will be back again for August 2019 for Innovation Games. So... If you're liking to, well, thinking, well, maybe I should get my students down there, definitely check out the Sydney Olympic Park website, the education section. Oh dear, speak properly. So, not long after this, we did have a huge windstorm come through right through this area and it pretty much stopped the event. But we will be back in 2019 with Innovation Gains. There'll be a whole bunch of people. Now, by the way, there were a heap. 4,000 students came through in 2018, and we expect a whole bunch more to pop on in for this festival for 2019. So if you want to get involved, check out the Sydney Olympic Park website. The education section will definitely tell you about that upcoming event and on the National Science Week page as well when it gets listed. So that will be in mid-August during National Science Week and we'll certainly be there along with a bunch of different people doing science stuff and chatting with researchers and all that sort of thing. This was really just a snippet of a larger event, that's for sure. So anyway, that's enough for me for this week. I hope you're having a fantastic time and I hope you're making your science as accessible as possible for your students, the public, whoever you're talking with, make it awesome and relevant. You've been speaking with me, Ben Newsom for Physics Education, and you to listen to the Phys Ed Podcast. I'll catch you another time.
0: You've been listening to another Physics Ed podcast. We're excited about science. Subscribe to us on iTunes to download the next episode as soon as it's released. And don't forget, for hundreds of ideas, Free experiments, our new Be Amazing book, and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F I This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. A E
5: O N.net.au